Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. I want to welcome you this weekend as we continue our Let's Talk Family series. I want to welcome those of you at our Hazlitt campus, those of you watching along in our McKinney campus, those of you here at Keller, perhaps even maybe in an additional seating, those of you watching online, or maybe you're watching online at a later time. However you got here, we're so glad that you're joining us as we continue this series. You have probably are noticing our format's a little bit different this weekend. You might be saying, why are they doing an interview? Well, years ago, our team came together as we were doing one of these family series like we do every year, and we asked Pastor Jeff and Brandy, we said, would you be willing for us to sit down? May sound like a crazy idea, but could we just talk about this? And we did it and you did it. And it became one of the most popular weekend messages that we've ever done. So here we are years and years later. I wanna thank you guys for being willing to do this on behalf of our whole team. I know the people of Milestone really enjoy this format and hearing from each of you. Thank you so much for doing this. I wanna ask you, Pastor Jeff, why is it so important to talk about this subject? Well, I know it's something that we deeply care about, you know, as, as I have said many times, there's no pain like kid pain. You're only happy as your unhappiest child. I mean, it's something that affects all of us, even if you're, you're preparing to have children or we're praying with you if you desire to have children or one day you'll be married or it, it, as aunts and uncles or as grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, you we have something in us because we know it's the heart of God, that God is a generational God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So there's something in us that cares about the potential that is carried inside of a child, but also know that it's it's a difficult subject. Quite honestly, writing on this subject or talking about this subject, it's like I have so much spiritual warfare around it. Um, as a pastor, who cares about people? I just want to help them. I want to. I want to show them what the Bible says about it. Um, but I'm. I'm also a parent, and and we have children. We, we're in a new phase because we have now two kids that are out of college, one kid that's married, one that's graduating and going off to college, and we're about to go back to carpooling because we have a 12-year-old. So all all our drivers are leaving the house. That's hard. And we're preparing for our first grandchild. Congratulations. So we're in a a new season in, in all of this. And what is a joy and privilege of getting a little further down the road is you feel like it's it's a little bit easier to, to say some things based on mistakes you've made, right. based on, but really at the end of the day, yeah. we're not even really talking about our experience. What I find is the trap for so many people today is we're led by our feelings. We react to the hurt of our past. We relate to our gifting. You know, I'm mercy oriented. And so I don't want to, or, or I'm real truth oriented. We, we, we got to let the Bible guide us and God's principles guide us, not our feelings, not our experiences. And, and that's what I, I see that we do a lot of times. I, I wanted to take this, this time. Brandy and I were talking about what what I would call an overarching principle or thought, and that is to to parent the heart. We live in an external world, so a lot of times we're 
We're, we're real focused on the externals, grades and behaviors and sports scores and how you look and what you drive. And, 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 and so much today is digital image. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that's awkward and that's weird and that's cool and that's not cool. And they're this and they're that. Mm-hmm. But really, the long-term goal of a parent is what's going on on the inside. Yeah. It's the heart. Yeah. And, and they're all different. They all have different personalities. I love to tell the story when we had the talk mm-hmm. with, with, now we've had that with all four of them. Yes, thank God. <laughs> they're, they're, Brandy had it harder because she had three girls. Yeah, I only had one guy. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, some of them are like, one said, I can never not know this again. Yeah. And uh, one of them said, I knew it. I knew it every time y'all closed that door. You know, so it's like, and one said, this cannot, this cannot really be true, you know? Yeah. And so it's like they're, well, they're and then the last one, yeah, last but not least, started laughing hysterically. And I was like, oh, you think it's funny? She said, no, this is just the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so There's that's that. a little window yeah. into a sensitive subject right. that yeah. they all have different personalities. And 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 I would like us even to talk a little bit about. Some are strong-willed, and mm-hmm. some of you are thinking, man, I got the, the most challenging kid on the planet, right. Right. And, and how to approach that. Um, you know, really, I would say just at the outset, they're really telling you their heart. Right. If you'll actually parent them, yeah. and you'll actually deal, that you'll actually see that, that yeah. they will have some of the strongest convictions, strongest beliefs. Yeah. If you allow them left to themselves, yeah. The, their their own heart will lead them astray. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the dangerous one is the one that you don't know what's really going on in the heart. Mm-hmm. When they leave your home, it's the heart, mm-hmm. where their hearts are, that ultimately guide them. Mm-hmm. We've learned, I mean, we all know if you're a parent, you can have all the great ideas. You can have mm-hmm. all the right scenarios. Read all the books. Read yes. all the books, have all the techniques. Right. I love this verse of scripture. I've never used this in a parenting mm-hmm. talk. Psalms 25, 21 says, may integrity and honesty protect me. Mm-hmm. And it says, for I put my hope in you. Yeah. I mean, we're thankful for, for techniques. We're thankful for help. But at the end of the day, our hope is that God's making an impact on their heart. But what does it say here that David, the psalmist, is saying like integrity, and that's integer. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that one of the things is Kids actually manifest many times where we have, in, in, it comes from the word integer. So what it means is the incongruencies. Mm-hmm. So, so what I say is, is you should do this, but I never follow it up. Or uh, you'll be in trouble if you do that. And every time we don't have integrity in the way we right. relate to them, right. it causes challenges. But at the end of the day, honesty. And this is what I would encourage everybody. Right. It, it, it's one of the areas. I, I think marriage sometimes, um, money. Well, you talk about an area that's hard for people to ask for help. Yes. They're kids because we find identity right. in their behavior. Yeah. But I want to say something to everybody here. Your parents, their grandparents, see the lack of the, the inconsistencies many times. You may think your kid is sweet, but just ask your friends. Mm-hmm. Ask some people. Ask their teacher. Ask And, right. and don't dismiss it. Like if you're willing to be honest about this area of your life, I, I say all the time, my pastors, you know, even today, my older children, I've invited other pastors into their life to speak yeah. into their life. 
having other voices. It's why bringing them to church. It's why the, the, the small groups and the retreats and the camps and things that we do are so important because you, you have many times a, a real blindness yeah. when it comes to them. For sure. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. So invite input yeah. into it. It's so good. I think so many parents feel like they want to do the right thing. And somehow if, if you have kids and you have a family, you should just know. And somehow it's a sign of weakness to ask for help. And that's really why we do a series like yeah. this in a format yeah. like this, because we're trying to offer help because people need it. Yeah. We know they care so much about it. You know, this is the part of the country that we live in. People have decided, man, I want to move there because that's a great place to raise yeah. kids. Right. Yes. And here at Milestone, we know so many, we have so many young families. We did a baby dedication yeah. recently. Yeah. They're all over the place and yeah. they're trying to figure this thing out. And so we do this yes. to try and really help them. Yes. So Brandy, if we're going to make it practical, if we're going to just jump in, Pastor Jeff was giving us kind of a context. What does it mean to, to really take a biblical approach to raising your kids? Well, I just, you know, I wanted to stop and just affirm where a lot of you moms are right now. You're like, I want to know how to raise my kids. I want to know all the things and, the, and what the Bible says and all the techniques. But right now, I'm just trying to get through the day. Yes. Like, I'm just trying to make it. Yeah. Like, just to get out of my pajamas, you know, <laughs> and maybe if I put makeup on, it's a win. It's a big win, yeah. um, So it's, it's hard because you're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. And I understand. I was there. My first two kids were 13 months apart. <laughs> And I mean, they were like twins. I called them Bonnie and Clyde because honestly, that was kind of their personalities at that time. And um, I remember there were days that it's just like, you're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You're trying to go to the grocery store and anybody that's been to the grocery store with little ones or toddlers. I remember one time I thought, I'm just gonna put them both in the cart. You know, it's before they had the cute little seatbelt seats and all of that, you know, <laughs> just put them both in the cart. I'm throwing stuff in there. I threw some hot dog weenies in there. Next thing I know, I look over there, they have eaten through the package and they have eaten weenies out, you know? And so it's just, and you're just like, what am I going to do? That's back before do? the devil stole the hot dogs. Right. I, I know, we don't even it. eat that anymore, yes. but back in the day, when, in the good old days, I yeah. yeah. I remember my little one. I mean, you you think you're just trying to make it through the day, much less take family pictures. Yeah. And we'd it'd be time for family pictures. And my for whatever reason, Hannah Grace, she just always, she had cute little lips mm -hmm. and these cute little teeth. But for whatever reason, she just had this propensity to bust her lip all the time. <laughs> So we're about to have family pictures. So Jeff's in there throwing her on the bed, playing around. I'm like, babe, are you joking me? We're about to have family pictures. You know she busts her lip all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you're throwing her on the bed? I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't think about it. So he stops. So I grab her and I go in there and put her on the counter to do her hair. And what, when I've set her on the counter, what she do? She busts her lip, mm. bleeding everywhere, fat lip, you know? <laughs> I remember one time she was so cute and she would always, for whatever reason, run looking backwards. And so she's coming around the hall into the living room. Jeff and I are sitting on the couch with the coffee table right there. And she's running towards us, looking backwards. And then she turns around just in time to trip and hit the corner of the coffee table right here. She looked like a Klingon. I was like, we need to take her to the hospital. And Jeff's like, she's fine, better out than in. I'm like, is that a thing? Those things as parents, you're like, is that a thing? We're right. going to roll with it for now. But, um, you know, you're just, you're trying to just get your day to where it's yeah. like, I just feel like I can get above water mm -hmm. sometimes, much and, less. And not, and not just like like things like that, which I would just encourage, you know, just just look, signs of life. Right. And just yes. it, and at the end of the day, I want to go back more than the pictures and That's more really than good. the perfect thing. You're going to care right. about the heart. So, yes. so sometimes I know it's easier. You're like, well, you guys are further down the road. Right. But just remember the heart's more important. We've also had our kids 
make mistakes, do For wrong sure. things, have to go apologize sure. to adults. Yes. One of our friends, disrespectful to the parents. You're going to go apologize for your behavior. Babysitters who wanted to quit, like we're never, right. you know, I mean, one, one, who, one that had, I specifically remember this, there was a group of girls oh, that yes. had written this letter and, and we're not going to be your friend anymore. And they signed it. And our kid was one of the ones that signed. We're not going to be your friend had to go to the parents and say, I'm apologizing. So our kids have had to apologize. They've been in trouble with teachers. They've made mistakes. It's not about if they're going to make mistakes. It's when they do, but it's your response to not react to the behavior, but to talk about the heart. And and, and, and we don't don't get any help from culture, right? I just want to say thank you for being so honest. I know sometimes, you know, we do a series like this and the person out there is thinking, well, Pastor Jeff and Brandy, they don't live in the real world. Their kids don't do the same thing. So they're up there talking about biblical principles, but you guys are in it. You're being honest. You're like, we're we're facing the same challenges. And and I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over. But your point there was really good is culture has a totally different perspective. And if you follow their narrative, it's not going to lead you back to this emphasis on the heart or even what the Bible says about right. a kid's heart. Yes. Well, you know, it's hard because it really does all stem from the heart. You know, we, but what we see is behavior. Yeah. So what we want to do is just deal with the behavior and be like, oh my gosh, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. Right? We've all been there, yeah. And so you want to stop the behavior. And that's for a moment that works. But at the end of the day, you're going to keep having the same problems if you don't deal with what the real issue is, mm-hmm. which is their heart. And you say, well, no, I mean, Brandy, my kid's a good kid. I mean, they they really have a good heart. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not what the Bible says. The Mm -hmm. Bible says for all of us that the heart is deceitful Mm -hmm. above all things and beyond cure. So we know that the heart is the main issue and everything we do flows from the heart. Mm -hmm. I think that's a major problem today is the cultural narrative is follow your heart. My kid's a good kid. My kid would never. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you, don't ever say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You you should start with my kid probably Mm -hmm. did. Okay. (laughs) So the the theological principle is very important Mm -hmm. that the Bible shows us in the beginning, the fall of man produced this heart that is, the Bible says, dead in trespasses and sins. Right. It is deceitful. Right. I mean, I think you have the passage open right there. Right. This, the, the heart is deceitful, right? Right. Yeah. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that one this morning. Yeah. That like how the world's narrative is not that. And we see it seems like, well, we don't want to hurt their, their ego or yeah. we might hurt their right. self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is yeah. self-esteem is not, a, is not even a biblical concept. It's, not the goal, it's, it's Christ's right. esteem. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so actually, I think that, that basic premise of theological misunderstanding that yeah. your kid is born in sin yeah. and your parental influence is not God. We're not God because we have the same challenge that we need a Savior. We need Jesus. We're modeling to them that we have to be, we're dead and since we have to be born again. But I will say, and that's why, you know, next week we're going to do a a, a whole intensive on some of the stages. And so I want some of you to stay with me with teenagers and and even some of the circumstances that that now kids as they get older deal with. But I have such a heart for these young families. Yeah. I was looking at that baby dedication and I and I and I see and I'm about to have grandkids and yeah. and and I think 
it's such a false narrative out there that 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 many times we lose sight of how we're not God, but our parental influence is an authority figure that influences their view of God. Yeah. Yes. So when we do not operate consistently, yeah. when we are scared of their reaction, right. you know, one thing I love about God, He's never scared of my yeah. reaction. He never goes, man, Jeff just doesn't like this. Boy, that's really tough. You know, <laughs> he's not, he, he's no. consistent. And I mean, that's why we need him. He's secure and whole. In we, we need yeah. him to parent. Right. We, we need him. Yeah. Right. And so this issue of the heart, I think, is such a good framework that helps us think about, you know, shepherding and parenting right. and the heart. Right. Yeah. It's countercultural, yeah. right? Culture tells you. If you keep them away from bad influences and you give them the right information, they'll turn out the right way. And the Bible says, no, they need a heart change. They need to be renewed from the inside out. Yes. And that's the thing. So when you hear something and they say something and you think that's a little off and you try to correct them, it's really about what's going on in your heart. Let's talk about the heart issue. And it's hard because that's not just a quick thing. It takes time to parent the heart and to see what's really going on. Or if you even say, well, you know, you're having problems with a friend or different things. It's like, well, and they did this and they did that and yes. they did, you the know. The teacher did. The it's teacher why we have did. so many authority exactly. problems. The teacher did this. And right. if I, my kid had a better teacher, they would do better. Right. And yes. All of this stuff. Let me just newsflash. Yeah. Right. You're going to have bad bosses. You're yes. going to have bad teachers. You have all, you're going to have all of that. Right. It's, it's, it's not about them. It's about your heart. Right. We can't control anybody else in life, and that's the fact. So if we teach them from a young age, it's not about what they say, it's not about what they do, you're responsible for you. Yes. And you have to respond correctly no matter what they do. Yes. And that's an attitude of the heart. That's taking time to really shepherd and, and really work on what, so when they said that and it made you feel this way, let's talk about that heart issue. What does God say about it? Yeah. Right? Yes, and, and that and that takes energy because takes, you can you can you can modify behaviors really easily, and right. I can give you an iPad to go just just right. consume yourself, or I could I can yeah. appease right. you maybe at the moment, yeah. but what I don't what I'm missing out on as a parent is, and I can even try to control what school you go. I can change the uh, this, right. I can change that, but eventually one day you lose the ability. To, to buffet their world. And if inside of them, which the Bible shows us, there's rebellion and there's authority issues and there's manipulation, right. that's gonna carry on with well, the kid. And you think, oh, just while they're little and all of that, but I remember when Hannah went to college and I'm on the, the, the college mom page and there were people that were like, what do you think about this professor? What do you think about wow. that? I've called them, I've oh. emailed oh. them, I've, and I'm like, they're in college. Yeah. And you're still trying to fix their problems. Yes. You know, we had a problem. Yeah. Well, permiss- this culture of permissive parenting and right. lack of discipline and all this, what it does is it puts you in a role of consistently having to be God for them, right. to be able to try to handle things and be over things and instruct things and buffet things. Right. I, I wanna I want us to talk a little bit practically yeah, just about some practical tips in terms of the, the Bible's yeah. view of discipline. Because I have yeah. such a heart for a lot of the young. I see it in young yeah. families. Yes. You get tired. We've been, you're tired. It's like, oh my gosh. I think about the time I was put in charge of watching the kids. Oh I was my. watching the game oh and I just gave them some stuff to play with and they opened all the Christmas presents. Because no, no. I'm just like, I'm too tired to deal with it. Yeah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
No, we were going Christmas shopping, me and my sister-in-laws. And so they had, you know, my kids and my uh, nephews. And so we said, can y'all watch the kids while we're gone? And they were like, oh, we can totally watch the kids. <laughs> and I do that because watching is relative. So we come back and all the Christmas gifts are open under the tree. Right. They're still oblivious. They still don't even know it's happened. This is awesome. I found out I got some decent things this They're year. Like, you so know? y'all were wa watching the kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I right. mean, the point yeah. of the matter is we all have moments where we get tired right. and we have moments where it's like, is. I know there's some young parents out there like, I feel like that's all I do. Yes. And, and, and they're, but I wanna, I wanna go back. First of all, this is important. Yeah. The unity of the marriage, the, the every person in this place, or even what we see from, from, from God's perspective. He created them male and female. Man leaves his father and mother, is joined to his wife, and then the multiplication of kids happen. Yeah. Right. Very important principle today. Right. Kids do not make you a family. The kid's not now the CEO of the family. The kid's yes. not the domination. of Mom and dad under God. God's the center of the family. Right. So we are all submitted to God. The kid's not God, dad's not God, God is God, right. but mom and dad in unity. Yeah. Rebellion and things in a kid's heart, they're looking, the enemy always looks to create disunity right. to foster rebellion. Yes. So the best thing you ever give your kids is a unified relationship with your wife, right? And yes. your husband. Yes. And I realize there's some of you out there that are like, well, I have this relationship or I've had a divorce or whatever. Look, the principle still with you submitted to God and the principles we're talking about still work. But I want to talk to, again, to some of these younger families, like prioritizing unity together. Well, I'm going to talk to dad or I'll talk to mom. So understanding that principle that's yeah. really off in our culture. Right. The kid is not the center of the universe. Right. It's not the whole family's job to appease everything. You're setting your kid up for a miserable life. Yeah if you make them think that the whole world revolves around them. Now we grew up in a different generation right. of, you know, it's like the, the, the you know, kids that you eat first and you get this and that you're not really helping your kid no. by making them the center of well, the universe. I think you're, you're putting your finger on something there that's so key. And I think so many people miss it, right? There's a misunderstanding of what discipline is. People right. think right. discipline is I'm angry. I'm punishing you. Yes. They, they think, well, if I confront their will, yes. then I'm going to break their spirit. And it's really like you're saying, Pastor Jeff, we don't understand that discipline really comes out of God's heart yes. because he loves us. Right. Can you yes. guys make that practical? Help us understand how the heart and discipline really are a picture of how God's love changes our well, heart. The scripture tells us that, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's well, love. Discipline yes. is love. Discipline is love. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you were saying a minute ago, too, is your kids are smart. So they will try to divide and conquer. Yes. Right? Oh, well, dad was just being unreasonable. He doesn't understand what I'm trying yes. to say. And then he'll yeah. try to get you on, you know, because maybe yeah. you're more mercy oriented. And then what happens is they're driving a wedge between your husband and you or your wife. And so what you want to do is like, dad and I are in unity. It's good. So if dad said that, then that's what that's what it is. Yeah. That's no, part of their nature. No one even teaches them. You don't to even do have that. to teach them to do that. Yeah. So you have to decide. Like we're unified. Right. Even yes. if I don't actually agree with Dad on what he told you, Dad and I'll talk about it in private. Right. Yes. But for you, me and Dad, we're on the same page. So if that's what Dad said, that's what's going. So you just have to make sure that you know you are aware mm -hmm. of what they're up to. 
that yes, you're yes. that you're not thinking oh really and then next thing you know you're in a divisive conversation with your husband or your spouse so i, w- I want to give some passages in this space right? right so the bible says foolishness or yes. folly yeah. is bound up in the heart of, of a child yeah. but the rod of discipline drives mm-hmm. it far from them so yeah. discipline is god's way of dealing mm-hmm. in love Yes. With what'll actually hurt you. Right. Hebrews, I was I was just I was rereading this Hebrews 12. This whole yeah. Hebrews 12 gives us a picture of God's love for us. It actually says that what shows your legitimacy as his child uses the word son, but it's gender neutral. Right. Sons or daughters mm-hmm. is that God, old Bible word, mm-hmm. yeah. chastens yeah. us. Right. He disciplines us. I'm so thankful God doesn't let us get our way all the yeah, time. Right. Sure. He chastens us and disciplines us, which actually proves we're His children. Because yeah. you only take the energy to right. discipline someone. I don't go around worried about right. discipline everybody's Everybody kids. And is, even yeah. my friends and people that I love, I could discipline them and they'd right. probably respect me and want to play a game with me, but they'd still disrespect their mm-hmm. parents. God says He loves us, so He disciplines us. Right. And, and that whole Hebrews passage says... That in this is so true, right? In the beginning of discipline, yeah, it, it's painful right. for a while, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's it's discipline is painful. Yes. Right. Some some are saying, what do you mean by discipline? Well, the Bible specifically speaks of the rod of discipline. So there's spanking, obviously. Right. I don't know that we're saying that's the end all be all. Right. It's it's really it's a tool. It's it's a tool. And, and it's not abuse, and you don't do it when you're angry. And I understand yeah. people that have had a, a bad thing Different from that. But right. the yeah. principle is yeah. discipline, authority. You know, you don't reason with the rebellious three-year-old. Right. If you're negotiating with your kids, right. your home has disorder, and you are tired all the right. time. Always. Right. Okay. Well, actually, it takes... More energy to parent undisciplined children. Yes, it does. You think, oh, if I discipline it, it's so hard. And it, but no, it actually takes more energy. Let me go back to my verse. Yeah. It's painful at yeah. first. Yeah. So not God's discipline of us. Yes. But it's fruit, it says. It's a peaceable fruit that right. produces righteousness. Right. So you're like, I wish my kid would respond right, but right. God gave them to you not to be your friend, right. not to be your negotiator. He gave them to you to be your, be you to be the parent. Yeah. And if you would actually discipline them, I say people I hear people say, well, I disciplined them and it didn't work. You're not doing it right. right. You, you haven't followed through. Right. So if you tell your kid, don't touch that stove, it's love, right? Because right. you're gonna burn your hand. But then they go and do it, they get the fruit of that. But the principle even yeah. is them saying, I'm not gonna listen to your voice, I'm gonna do what I want. It actually wasn't disobedience when they touched the stove. It was every step they took toward right. it. And that's so, why I don't like the one, one. Yeah, count to one. Because the no, they're going right. to be rebellious on one, two, and then try to get, you know, get it together right. for three. Because you're reinforcing But that was, that's a heart issue. It goes yeah. back to the heart. So, one and two, you knew you could get away with. The Bible says fathers don't exasperate your kids. Right. And a right. lot of times, dads, I want to speak to you. Mom's looking for you to step up. Right. right. So you know what? Like, you need to step up because there's a different authority level there. Yes. But when you allow, yeah. you allow behavior that's disrespectful to their mom, yeah. here's what's so important. Yes. Yeah. You're training them that we don't have to listen to God's voice. Wow. Right. That's what you're actually saying. It's really true. God says don't, and you say, well, I can do it anyway. You're training their behavior toward God. Yeah. And then the Bible doesn't say, 
And I hear so many people quote this, spare the rod, spool the child. It actually says, if you do not discipline your child, you hate them. Yes. Why is that? Why is that? Because you're setting them up. It's cute when they're two and three. Right. And then, of course, the grandparents have to put up with it. They're, they're, they're sitting there going, why don't you discipline your kid? They're rebellious. They're, they're directly disobeying what you say. Your friends see it. Mm -hmm. We always love to say, you love your kids. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I'm not talking about childishness or the atmosphere of a sure. young home. We yeah. had them 13 months apart. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about yep. direct mm -hmm. rebellious disobedience. Yeah. They see it. They recognize it. But what's really more painful is as they get older, they can't really relate to teachers. Right. I mean, teachers want to quit today because yeah. it's like your, your hands are tied. You can't do anything. Yeah. The kid's the authority. Right. And right. so we've got a cult teachers and police officers and authority figures. Of course, there's people that have abused their authority. Right. Sure. There are bad parents. There are bad teachers or bad cops or bad this. But the majority of them right. are, are in that place because they actually want to help people. Right. right. But when you have a whole generation that have been allowed to do whatever they want and they right. learned it in their home, yes. right. they learned it in their home. Yeah. Why does the Bible say you hate them? You're, you're setting them up. Success in right. the world is about my ability to prefer and serve others and relate to bosses right. and help and, and, and be a life-giving person. Even for us, if our kids have, you know, ever have a problem with a teacher, which they have, and they come home and they're like, this teacher doesn't understand me, this teacher's, you know, unreasonable, all of that. We don't go talk to their teachers. You go talk to the teacher. You go talk to your teacher. You go express that to your teacher in respect, yes. in a respectful way. Ask, what can I do differently? How can I win? All of those things. I remember Although one- some few times you've wanted to go. A few times I've been like, like okay. <laughs> But I had a husband that said, don't you do it. No. Yeah. But it, interestingly enough, Lauren actually had a high school teacher and he said, do you have parents? I have never seen them up here. And she told me that and she was laughing and I said, now why exactly would we be up there unless we were talking to right. him? And I said, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, if you have a problem, well, you have been you up there to do to a few parties. Or well, I do parties, like but that. in high school, there's not parties. You did you the know? soccer banquet. Oh, I, I did do the I, soccer banquet. I remember because oh, yes. it, it, it took oh, over yes. my life for two or three But years. we never went and tried to solve their problems for them because what we're doing though, even from a young age, you're teaching your children how to be great adults. Yes. And so, you know, we're not going to go solve your problems for you. And if, if there's just an impasse and something actually has to be, it really requires some kind of intermediate. But in general, we're teaching you how to adult. We want you to be able to go out of our house yeah. and be able to solve problems, work things out with people, be respectful of other people. And so you start Actually, out when they're I young. Mean, Lauren is going to college. And then yeah. so now we, we're, we've done this a couple of times, but I, it's always a big transition because you're helping them with their medical stuff. You're helping them with this. Right. And then they say, well, she's 18. She, she had a concussion from soccer. Right. And we're like, you know, how's she doing? Is she going to make it in life? Is this just going to run her life? You know, and, and the medical people, well, she's 18. She has to talk to us. And it's right. such a good, I think that's good. Yes. You know, the number right. of parents that are calling kids professors and 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 having to tell Too them much, when to get out yeah. of bed and how to manage their life it starts from that beginning phase of your view i i'm i see this in so many young families childishness is one thing right their kids fun you know yeah. make you know eating the hot dogs if they were with me i would might give them extra credit for that yeah. you know <laughs> i'm not talking about childishness i'm talking about when you say, don't touch that, and they're manipulating you. When right. you say, don't do this. And so I always say, too, in a kid's developmental life, 
you gotta you gotta see where there's a mountain. I'm talking about a heart thing. Right. Okay, this is a heart thing that could absolutely affect their future. You have to be willing to go there. This is an important phrase. You're not trying to break their spirit, but you are dealing with their will. If you break the will, they'll actually respond and love you more for it. It's called repentance. It's called repentance. That's a heart term. The heart is now turned. I've turned from my rebellion. I've turned from my sin. And now I come and respond differently. And so you're looking for that, but you're the parent. But you're the parent. But one thing I do hear from young mamas all the time is, but my kid is special. They're strong-willed. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're strong-willed. All our kids were strong. Right. (laughs) I'm like, anybody not have a strong-willed kid? I mean, my first one, I'm like, she could go toe-to-toe with anybody. My nephew, you know, he says I always throw him under the bus, but you have not met a more (laughs) strong-willed kid. And he ended up, but you know what? But his mama was disciplined to discipline him. She didn't let him get away with it. We were disciplined to discipline our children and not let them think that they could do that or that they could strong arm us. You always say, well, they're my baby. Well, one day you're saying that and they're like a senior in high school and about to go out into the world and they're not babies. They're adults. And so we have to teach them how it's one thing. It's good to have a fortitude. It's good to have a strong will when you're thinking about how you're going to live for Jesus. But you also have to deal with people live with people, and you always have to submit your will to God's will. Actually, a strong-willed kid is easier to parent in this. It's harder because it takes you not worrying about being rejected. I I Mm -hmm. want There's somebody I'm talking to. You can't worry about being rejected by them, but they're showing you where their heart is. The one that's dangerous is the passive-aggressive and just holds on to everything, and you don't know where they're at, and you don't know where their heart is, and then you end up seeing them have this major go sideways moment. And so I I just want to encourage... Well, and with our own children. I mean, we had one that was just a little more, she just kind of like did what you said, or she just was more complacent with everything. She didn't really buck up like our, our oldest two did. And I remember finding something, I was like, she needs to be disciplined. Yeah. And so she was more of the passive, passive aggressive type. And so I remember I told her to do something and she said she had done it, but I knew she hadn't. And so I was like, okay, you're getting disciplined for that. And the other kids, that would have been like nothing for them because that would have been the least of our problems. But for her, it was rebellion. And so it's not about the outward rebellion that you can see, like your kid goes up and kicks another kid and you're like, oh my goodness. It's about what's rebellion for them in their heart. And you have to discipline that for each child. Yes, I want to. It sounds like we're just talking about discipline. That's a small percent, but in my vantage point, looking around, it's it's one of the biggest lacking things with the the young families that I see. Is is that you you can be your kid's friend later if you'll be their parent when they're a kid. They'll respect you for it. You're not supposed to be their friend when they're little. It's important. I want to jump in there because that's I've heard you say that, and I really want to because I think. You were speaking to dads, and mm-hmm. I think for a lot of dads and both both parents, yeah. they're thinking about the future. They're thinking, you know, dads go, I want to be fun dad because yeah. later I want to be friends. I want to be I want to be invited into the important yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. And I want you to both speak to that because I think that's a big deal for parents. They're yes. thinking down towards maybe the teen years, maybe towards the adult years. If I'm a friend, 
Then they'll, you know, they'll listen to me. I'll have influence. And and what you're saying is that's yeah. actually a backward strategy. If you allow them to disrespect authority, they'll eventually disrespect your authority. And especially when they get to those moments in life, there'll be a lack of respect and honor. I want to also re- remind everyone of a scripture. Yes. Back to the Bible. There's, it's very important in Ephesians where it says about how husbands treat wives, wives mm-hmm. relate to husbands. There's a sequential order. Mm-hmm. And it says, children obey. Mm-hmm. But there's also in that verse, it says, this is the first commandment that is attached to a blessing. Mm-hmm. It says, do you know how many times in the Bible it says, if you want your kids to live long and do well, teach them to respect and honor wow. their parents. Mm. Right. And so what I have such a passion about this is when you're allowing them, because you're willing to tolerate it, to yeah. disrespect you, then what you're doing is you're actually cutting them off from a wow. command that has a blessing. Mm-hmm. What right. parent doesn't want their kids to be blessed? Right. Well, teach them to respect authority. It's important, you know? But I, I think another thing that, that I get passionate about this, yeah. you know, but... I think also seeing the big picture, you know what I mean? I always love to give also young families, where are we going? Mm -hmm. When it's sippy cups and Cheerios and spankings and all of this, where are we really trying to go? Now, here's four things that I like to give every young parent a target. I don't believe it's exhaustive. I don't believe that I've got, but I I try to keep these four things. You go, what what do I really do? Number one, Mm -hmm. it's help me learn to love the God you love. Okay, so I know parents out there that have had integrity, had an honesty, and they got kids right now that aren't loving the God they love. You have planted seeds. If you're the real deal, you have put, trust me. It's really good. They're gonna try. The Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. And when they end up miserable, they'll find out that you taste and see that the Lord is good because he is good and they'll come back. But I do think we live in a world that's back to externals. How you look, how you dress, your school, your grades, your sports. But that's why we as a church are so intentional about putting young people in environments to be touched by God. Yes. We went old school. We don't we don't give them a phone in a conference. We take them to the woods and tell them to repent. Okay? Yes. Touch God, experience yes. God, get moments where they right. help me love the God you love. Make sure, parents, you're not prioritizing everything else. But what you really want is them to have a good heart. Only God can change the heart. Now I'm for sports and coaching and I believe all that benefits, but it's love the God you love. The second thing is help me understand my gifts. Help me understand my purpose. You know, every kid doesn't have to be on the same track. I love to help certain kids. You know, it's like every kid doesn't have to go to a college or this or that or whatever. Help them find. You're like, my kid has learning disabilities or they have this or they have that, but God put something in them yes. and, and help them find that gift and track them toward right. what their purpose is yes. here. Because God knew them before they were ever right. born mm-hmm. and he put gifts inside of them. The third thing is help me understand how money works and how life works. Yeah. You know, we should in our homes be raising kids yeah. that should go. We want to teach them to love the church, love their culture, love their country, love mm-hmm. their family. Mm-hmm. And we should be raising them to go into any environment and be productive and successful and be good employees and teach them how money works. Matthew 25 doesn't say you do nothing and hope somebody else gives you something. Matthew 25 says 
Everyone's given a measure of talents and how you steward. If you're faithful with the little, you'll be given more. So that, I mean, <laughs> there's so many young people that it's like if they were half as good in real life as they are in their mind, yes. or, their be, mind. or their parents' mind, because all they've been told is, you're great, you're a champion, you're the best, you're the mm -hmm. most, you should be, everyone should see how great mm -hmm. you are. The Bible doesn't say everyone should see how great you are. The Bible talks about stewarding yes. what you've been given and you'll be given more to steward. Help me know how money and jobs work. The fourth thing is help me with my spouse. It's massive. It's a big That's deal. a major life yeah. decision. And I find a lot of times parents are not involved in that discussion. And we have some tools, Passport to Purity. We're talking about these things yeah. we went to. I would the recommend that little, that type of thing. Yeah. it's a good tool, Passport yeah. to Purity. Um, we do some things with them as they come into to teenage years where we bring some friends around and pray over them. And so we, we have some tools that we've used to help them lead to inviting voices into their life in critical areas. Yeah, I think it's important for them to have other anchors, even yes. outside, yes. trusted voices. Yes. You know, because sometimes they may feel like they're in an impasse with their parents, but if they have a trusted voice yes. that you've introduced into their life that they know, it's like spiritual mm -hmm. mamas and daddies. Yes. It's so important, you yeah. know? And so it's just that opportunity for them to really thrive and feel like they're succeeding and to have a whole crowd of people just cheering them on as they're launched into their next phase, right. knowing that you have set them up with the tools right. to succeed, not just in life, but in godliness, in yes. relationships, yeah. yes. wherever they're planted, whether it's college or in their workplace, that they know how to go in and win with people and have integrity yeah. and, you yeah. know, and work Absolutely. hard. So I know as, a, as pastors, but as a, also parents of adult kids, we all benefited from environments where yeah. small group leaders and great oh, yes. peers and people who love God and yes. student pastors we're indebted to them for the way they help yes. develop and really instill the values that we're praying for in our kids. Yes. The environment did so much of that. So that's why we're always recommending the environment. And, and like I said, as parents of adult kids, Pastor Jeff, I know there's some things that you were reflecting on and you're saying, man, these are the targets. These are some statements you're praying that your yes. kids would come back and say to you, it doesn't feel like it in the moment where you're constantly, you know, you guys always say you beat the dead horse. You feel like, is anything getting through? But these are some of the things. Can you share with us some of those things that they're well, going to say? I want to share those things. And I just want to just say some of these. I just wrote these down on a pad. I did want to say one other thing that I've just been thinking about is the impact that technology has had right. on the, the younger parents of today. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, we were we were the first to parent in that space. I didn't yeah. grow up with it. Yeah. And it really hit us like a ton of bricks. We yeah. we we made some mistakes. We had to catch up. Right. Um, and and I just think that that's something I just want you to be aware of. And you go, what would you tell us? The first thing I would say is whatever level of engagement you're at with your kids' technology, if you're at a seven, go to a nine. Yeah. Because you say, what do you mean by engagement? Obviously. It's not just a few bad things like us looking at pornography in a magazine or seeing something. I mean, it's a rabbit hole of, of just things that they can get into. And it's not just pornography or the dangers. Games mm -hmm. that predators can come to. Yes. Algorithms. If yes. your young kid is on YouTube, the algorithm is putting in front of them things. Yes. Like, be engaged, you know? Even their text threads. I, I'm not you'll, even, learn a, yes. you'll learn a lot, on by the way, text they're texting their I'm friends. I'm not a big or technology guy, but I'm with our 12-year-old now, 
I'm the approval thing. And man, it's energy. Yeah. I'm like, I got stuff going on. What do you mean? Right. Can you get a white noise app to sleep by? Do you think you really need that? You know, it's like all this stuff, but also the voices, yes. your voice, the voice of God. I'm talking about the heart. Yes. Man, I can't tell you enough as your kids get fourth, fifth, sixth, if they have technology, the insecurities, right. the anxieties, because it, it's not just your home voice. It's not even just their school voice. It's a myriad of voices right. trying to tell them who they are. Yeah. If you're at a seven, go to a yeah. nine. Yeah. Well, the narrative too is, well, that's their stuff. That's no. their private yeah. property. You no. can't go look at that. No. You know, other parents or their friends will tell them that. I've had people say that. Well, they have the computer room. It's their computer. So, no, 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 no. No, that is something we have to be engaged with and help them along the way. And this is old school, but this is my house. <laughs> Nothing here is actually yeah, yours. True. Yeah. True. They said, oh, that's Good. mine. Oh, no. Yeah. No, yeah. It's Maybe mine. your Christmas gifts, but you opened them early so you can't have them. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want to I wanna just say a few things that I just wrote down on a pad that I think one day having adult kids mm -hmm. that they've said back to me that I want to just say to you that your kid may say to you, model a real relationship with Jesus to me. Speak to my heart. Don't overemphasize the externals. Be by my bedside when I'm young, and I'll come to talk to you when I'm older. Talk to me about life in non-conflict moments. Encourage me and be stable when I feel insecure. Be real all the time. Confront my will and don't let me get my way when it will hurt my future. I heard, I heard a dad tell me not too long ago, he realized with his kids, he said, I didn't challenge them because I had too much love for them, but I actually realized I didn't love them enough. Right. Practice what you preach. Model service and generosity. Love people. Yeah. Love the church because that's the environment that can help impact and change my life. I, I believe those things are some just good targets to look to. And honey, I want you, I know you're passionate about this and you're thinking about everyone. And you really also think a lot about those moms and the encouragement they need. I just want you to pray a prayer of blessing. I want everybody, no matter where you're at, Maybe you're thinking about your nieces and nephews, your future children. Maybe you're, you're thinking about and praying to have children. Maybe you're, you're thinking about your grandkids. You, you're just, maybe, maybe you're just burdened for the next generation. We as a church are burdened for the next generation. We're going all in to see them become who God's called them to be. So let's just pray for every home and every kid and every child and every family. And we want everyone to know that we understand there's complex things and these are real people and it's not a cookie cutter, but we wanna pray for God's hand of blessing. Yes, yes, let's pray. Lord, I just, I thank you so much for all of the, the moms and the dads and the grandparents that are out there, Lord. I just pray right now that, Lord, that you would just touch them, God, and help them to feel that your presence is with them, Lord. They're not doing this alone, God, but they have your strength to lean on when they feel weak or when they feel like they don't even know what to do, God. They have your wisdom. And Lord, I pray that you would just be with every one of these moms and dads, Lord, as they're just doing the daily grind. And in the small things, God, that they could just hear your voice and obey, Lord. And even when it's hard, God, and they feel like they're disciplining or, or saying the same thing for the 10th time, God, that you would just give them the encouragement 
encouragement that only you can give, God, that what they're doing doesn't just last for the moment, God, but it lasts for eternity, Lord, that they're forming and shaping their hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us, God, just to, just to be disciplined, to discipline, and to just to be disciplined to your voice, God, so that we, above all, God, that we just as a family want to honor you in our marriages, in our parenting, God, in everything we say and do. Help us to model it, Lord, but then help us also to just to see it and to correct it in love and help us to continue to build that relationship, God, that relationship that's built through hard things with our children, Lord. I pray that you would just give them everything they need. God, the Bible says that you give us everything we need for life and godliness. And Lord, I know that you're gonna equip them and give them in the moment everything they need for life, for parenting, for godliness, and to do this thing that um, that is hard and that takes a lot of time and sometimes it's just frustrating and overwhelming, you will give them everything they need, the encouragement and the joy in the midst of it. And we thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.